As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Three Ep Magoots. What's up, dude? Long, long week. I think we said it yesterday, yeah. which feels like two days ago. I don't yeah. know. I see you too much. It, it all blends together. I, I would argue that you just live at my house now. At like, this point, yeah. I and mean, we have a running joke where it's just like, see you tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. It's not really a joke because it's true. I know. But that week, like, the, it feels like a full-ass week. And it's like four days in between Thursday's episode and Tuesday's episode. Yeah. It feels like a full-ass week. It really does. We haven't done it in a while, but I wanted to check in. Are there any current events? Do we have anything to, to update the listeners on? No, it, it's it's tough during NFL season and this much Bravo content. Everything like it's it's a full 50 50 split. Like I don't even have time for basketball at this point. It's well, just that, NFL and then like Bravo. In the spring anyway. Basketball I don't give a shit about until after Christmas. Yeah, obviously. we need the second half of the season. I don't really care to watch oh, it right now. Wait, Henry Kissinger died. Oh, there you go. There There's you go. a current event. I don't have anything more to add to Not it. Not in hell. <laughs> He's a terrible guy. You don't know about him? You didn't know that? That's so funny. You were just caught off guard by me saying rotten hell to Henry Kissinger. <laughs> He's I, a terrible person. I had no idea. I don't know Kissinger. Uh, You're a big Kissinger Anthony Lord. Bourdain guy, aren't you? I love Anthony Bourdain. Look up his quote about Henry Kissinger and you'll understand. Okay, I will. Yeah. I will. I usually am decent when it comes to knowing people, but I the, do the, that one I don't know. The funniest thing is there's a Twitter account that actually shows, and it's been showing. Obviously, he died when he was 100, but it's been going every single day. And it's called Did Henry Kissinger Die? Is it? <laughs> and yesterday was the biggest day. It had like 5 million retweets. It was awesome. He was the Secretary of State and he had like terrible policies that led to hundreds of thousands of deaths in different countries. Oh my God. Yeah, he's a terror. And then he would go, he would like order some strike on some third world country essentially and then go to like some black tie dinner. How do I not know like about the same this? Day. I know stuff like yeah. this. Uh -huh. Wow. Thank you for educating You're me. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Well, there you go. That was a current event <laughs> well, with a little background. When we were playing video games last night, our friend George was on, and I debuted my, I guess, introed my existence to the game by saying, George, Henry Kissinger died. Your thoughts? And then everyone <laughs> just started laughing. So, you know, I guess. There you go. There's your little update. But we have our very first standalone live show. We're headlining the event. It's in New York City on January 25th at the Green Room 42. It's in Times Square Tickets are up now. They are available to purchase. We're going to make a cool like Instagram post. But we've had to do a lot of Instagram posts in the past like two or three days. Yeah. So we're getting to that one. It's going to be really cool. But in the meantime, if you want to go buy your tickets now, just head to our bio. The link is in the bio. Please come out and support us. Like I said, it's our very first solo show. We are the headliner. So we're nervous, but we're so excited. We want to hang out with you guys, get the support out there. So. Like I said last episode, which I was going to say last week, but that was yesterday. Yesterday. That was yesterday. Like I said yesterday, it's going to be a different format than the live shows we've done in the past. This is going to be what you're hearing now. We're going to yeah. sit up there and do our thing. You're going to just see us 
in our element podcasting, fucking up repeatedly. You'll be able to laugh at us. Maybe you'll see a notebook throw live. Who you knows? might, honestly. I mean, it's not going to be the variety show that you may have seen in the past. It's going to be a live taping of the podcast, which is a great blend of everything that we do because we're still going to get you guys involved at the end. Instead of asking questions on Instagram, you'll be asking questions in person. Oh, yeah. That'll convey really well. Yeah. We might even let you hold the mic. If that gets you to the we'll venue. Get somebody out there with a mic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. No, I know that. But usually whoever's out there doesn't give the fans the mic. Yeah. I never. I was never a fan of that. If you get out there, if you buy a ticket, speak. you'll have a mic. Just yeah. don't look. Don't be an asshole about it. Don't go running around and yell at us. All right. Just ask your question. I don't question. think anybody's going <laughs> to yell at us. Just kidding. I would actually encourage them to be assholes. About yeah, no, it. actually, not? let us, Make you know, fun. let us feel the love with hate. You with know, hate. you know what we like. Love hate. You know what we like. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> hey, my wife's in the kitchen. She heard that. She's not supposed to hear the banter until she listens to the podcast and we're not in the same vicinity because now she's making fun of me and said that we're weird. Yeah, Dev, we don't kink shame. Yeah, no kink shaming here, Dev. And now this is going to be in the podcast. So, ha, joke's on you. <laughs> Anyway, it's our second episode of the week, our second recap episode of the week. So it's Rose and Thorn time. So why don't you kick us off there, pal? Uh, I'm going to start off with my thorn because I, it was a thorn because it's really funny. Okay. Somebody commented on the uh, YouTube we have up with Craig okay. about our conspiracy theories. And it's kind of what we talked about with your brother yesterday. Uh. <laughs> Somebody chimed in and said, please don't talk science if you aren't scientific. I replied. Please believe what you say, even if you aren't qualified to say it. What does that mean? People believe. Oh, I thought it said, oh, it does say people. Yeah. People believe. We, I, I guess, you know what? That's kind of my fault. Yeah. The influencing thing is probably coming back to bite me well, on this no, one. No, like I commented on that. I replied and then she replied back to me because I was like, if you thought that was like actual science talk. It was not. And I said, and then my next comment was, with all due respect, Kristen, we're wearing tinfoil on our heads. Yes. And she was a good sport. She replied laughing. So, hey. No harm, no foul. We thought it was I just a thought it was really funny. It's yeah. not even a real thorn. It's just a really funny comment because that segment was just supposed to be outlandish things that we talk oh, about. Oh, I know. And I feel like we prefaced it well enough. But here's the thing. To the point she was trying to make, which is funny, is that's how crazy the internet is now, though. People yeah. can make a video like that being wholeheartedly truthful or trying to be, and people will be like, oh, that's real. Yeah, somebody's definitely somebody real. will send just that little <laughs> snippet somewhere. And so like, look at these idiots talking about tornadoes. Yeah, and some more I'll be like, that's probably true. Have you yeah. ever seen a tornado? Don't Google it. But have you ever seen it? I haven't. Don't research it. I feel like the tinfoil hats are a dead giveaway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, carry on. Yeah, I'm gonna carry on to my rose. And my rose comes from a review that we got recently. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but it was a nice long review from our friend Alexa who said, essentially, I'm going I'm to slim it down a little bit because it's a nice long one, which usually we get on YouTube. We always talk about yeah. those long reviews on YouTube. This is the first long one that I've seen on Apple. But she breaks down pretty much what makes our show so great. And it's just me and you, pal. Hey. We've got a great dynamic. We blend well together. You take things a little more seriously than I do. You're a little softer than I am, but that's okay because of your personal life experiences. Shooter's not afraid to say what he wants and always backs it up with what he's saying. Good balance. I'm a big fan of that. And she even threw in a juxtaposition. So, you know what? We hey. can't go another episode. I think we went yesterday without juxtapose, though. I think we did. I think we did. That's the first one ever. We're one for 107. Ever since that word was introduced, I would love to know what episode it started. Because... We did have like four or five straight episodes where one of us would say a word, and then we started calling it out. Too. Yeah, the hot, the hot yeah. word. I was word like of the last day. summer. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard not to. We say certain words. Yep. 
the funniest part is they're usually words where the first time I say it, I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. Good word. And then I say it again. And then by the fifth time, I'm like, you're overdoing it. And I've already said it three more times in between that <laughs> because I like the word a lot too. Yeah. Uh, we're a good juxtaposition to ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to my rose and thorn. Let me start out with my thorn because uh, this was just uh, whatever. It was on Twitter or X, whatever. It says, so you'll hold Juan, a basketball coach, accountable, but not Trump, who was the American president for the disgusting <laughs> shit he has done and continued to do. The things that make me say, hmm, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking Wait about? Until they hear my rant about Kissinger. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, shut up. Seriously. That has nothing to do with nothing Trump. Nothing to do We're, with anything. Like, what are you talking about? We don't do politics around we here. We actively but, avoid them. Yeah, but what a ridiculous leap. We're talking about Juan Dixon and Robin Dixon and their weird arrangement or not arrangement. Don't do that. I feel like that's a little insulting. What a what a reach. But I, I genuinely laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How do you jump to that conclusion? <laughs> but on to my rose. And that is just a, a very nice review and it. It made me happy because this is a second review from the same person from Runtage and says, my favorite Bravo recap show. I've left a five-star review before, but had to do it again. You guys are my favorite recap pod for Bravo. I listen to a lot of them and they're all different, but I love that yours is an actual recap show with your opinions. Please keep it going. And you know why I like that one? Why? They liked us so much. They left two reviews. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either, but hey, Runtage. We appreciate yeah, you. We appreciate you. I'm yeah, going to start leaving five-star reviews all the time. Yeah, you can pander to it. You can leave 10 of them, and you'll probably get a rose. If you're pining for a rose and have yet to get one, leave like 10 reviews. You'll probably get one. <laughs> you'll at least get shouted out. <laughs> or that will lead to some one-star reviews, yes. and you might get a thorn. It's a win-win. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. I think one thing I want to talk about, we haven't done news in a while, but the one thing that I want to discuss, because it'll lead us into Rabha is PK and Dorit are making the rounds again on social media because of the episode that Sutton had um, on Wednesday. Now, PK went on the defensive because Sutton said that if Dorit can be picky with or not be picky with PK, then maybe Sutton can be less picky. It was <laughs> a funny comment. There ain't nothing wrong with it. It was super mean. No, it's super mean. Like, yeah. really, really mean to PK and Dorit, but funny. Yeah. It was funny. But here's the thing. PK goes on the defensive and kind of shoots himself in the foot a little bit because he puts something up from his DUI, I think, and he's saying like Sutton's trying to drag him or whatever. By the way, hun, I wouldn't give you one date, let alone a second date. Like, dream on. And that's where people saw that. Were like, what makes you think that she would want to date you in the first place? PK, the people went off on this yeah. guy, <laughs> and I get what he was doing. I think his his tact was wrong. He shouldn't have went to social media. Yeah, but I mean, you can't have a moment like you had last season where you sit down and laugh about what Erica said to Garcelle's son. Correct. And then not be able to take it back. It just tells me that you can dish it, but you can't take it. Yeah, PK. Because, look, it was a funny dig. And also, like, as we've seen, Sutton saying some wacky shit this year. Mm -hmm. So to take that that seriously, that you felt the need to go on the defensive on Instagram. And meanwhile, when we watched that episode back as well, like, Dorit's not being very nice to Sutton either. No. So... It's one of those that I can chalk up to a, both sides are kind of jawing at each other. PK's collateral damage, I understand that, but he shouldn't have jumped in because it, I get what he was attempting to do, Right. but he doesn't come out with a W here. This no. is an L for him. And I feel like for these shows, as much as 
during the actual course of the show for a lot of these franchises, it's nice to see the husbands check in here and there. Yeah. I don't want them in the news. No. Not when you responded no. to shit that happened in the episode. Shut nope. up. Nope. Someone left a comment like, PK's trying so hard to be the next housewife in Beverly Hills. That, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you're never going to win. No. So, again, I get what you're doing. You're not going to win that battle. Not around here, pal. But that takes us to Beverly Hills, and this first scene pissed me off quite a bit. But, um, you know, it is what it is. But we start out with Dorit and Crystal and Kyle, and they're recapping Sutton and her behavior recently, you know, in the Magic Mike show, and specifically when Kyle was over at Sutton's house. And yeah, it was bizarre behavior. We've commented on that already. My issue with the whole thing and kind of with Kyle in general, I get that you could have an issue with Sutton. But the way that she talks to her, regardless of that issue, Mm -hmm. anytime I see them conversing with one another, I see Sutton trying to be a friend for the most part. Like, obviously, we see those scenes where she's not, like when she was at her house being erratic, for sure. But for the most part, she seems to make an effort when they're cool. Even when they're in a good place, I feel like Kyle's always condescending when she talks to her. Definitely. I I feel the same way. And I, I think that even when you look back and you watch what happened in Vegas, she wasn't comforting Sutton as a friend as she says that she is and I feel like she's got that kind of I don't want to call it delusion but she has this idea that she's there for Sutton and she's just trying to kind of guide her to maybe better behavior but you're not because when you sit down and watch the actual scene you're very condescending the whole time you think you've got this big sister tone but it doesn't come across like that it comes across like you're being an asshole Mm. is that excusing any of Sutton's behavior no Sutton's behavior is super fucking weird very strange this season. Obviously, we think that there might be something else going on, and maybe we'll get to that eventually. But for right now, what this is showing me is Sutton, I don't think she's going to take any ownership of her weird behavior because she's a quirky person in general. Kyle is being just as weird. Yeah. And she's not acknowledging that at all. I think that's where my frustrations lie. For sure. You can be in the right, Kyle, by saying Sutton's not being awesome right now. Yeah. In a lot of the scenes, you're right. Like, we're not arguing that point. It's just funny because you could come out on top here if you were just nice back. And then you have some room to stand where you're saying, yeah, she's being a dick to me. and I'm just trying to be a friend. We would probably sympathize with you and be like, oh, shit, something's wrong. Kyle, comeback season. But instead, because you're taking the route that you're taking and getting defensive and throwing daggers at her back, it's just lost in translation. And I feel like the main point for this, at least this kind of head to head battle that's going on right now. When Sutton's talking about what Kyle's doing, she's talking about all recent behavior. Yes. Even though we've seen Kyle in the past exhibit the same exact behavior as she's been, sure. it's obviously a little more extreme now than it was. But when it comes to Sutton, she's kind of always been like that. Nothing has changed. She's doing all these things for the better. She's changing her health habits, whatever you might have. But she's still reacting to Sutton the exact same way. So nothing has changed there. Sutton is using anything that's happening recently When Kyle starts talking to Sutton about what's going on with her, she never point blank says, you've been a little weird recently. What's going on? She brings up shit from like three years ago. Like how many times is Bravo going to show a clip from 2021 or 2020 when Sutton's using the face roller, which by the way, still want a face roller. Somebody (laughs) please send us a face roller. It looks fucking epic. But you can't keep referencing these things that have happened years and years ago and say your behavior has been crazy. It's like. She's been doing it for three years. Maybe so. Maybe that's just her behavior. Yeah, it's very consistent. And at some point, it's got to show as this is just who she is. No, Kyle is changing. I agree with you. And like, and I had like an epiphany, I think, with Kyle. And we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. Like, but I really something clicked while I was watching the big, obviously Morgan Wade scene. Mm -hmm. Things started to click between that and the Mo scene. I think I got it, and I'm going to lay it on you in a little bit. But. 
During this first scene, this is what pissed me off. They're sitting there, and obviously there's been speculation about Sutton and her drinking. And Dorit, she chimes in with this one too, and saying stuff like, I wouldn't be surprised if she puts vodka in her coffee, and little things here and there. Now, as the resident alcoholic, I do feel the need to step in here and say a couple of things, simply because I don't think a lot of people understand when it comes to this stuff. These kind of allegations, these kinds of things are pretty damaging. Like throwing out the word alcoholic to somebody that is not an alcoholic can give them a stigma. It sucks that there's a stigma attached to it, but it is what it is. Now, on top of that, playing devil's advocate here, if Sutton does have a drinking problem, okay, I don't believe that she does. I think that we're seeing erratic behavior. It might be alcohol fueled in moments for sure. Maybe she was drunk with Kyle. We don't know. Not defending it. But let's say she does have a problem. Okay, if you are saying these things, when you say this to an active alcoholic, if you're accusing them of doing certain things, we take it upon ourselves to prove you wrong, not by not drinking, but by drinking and hiding it better. Yeah, that's all you're doing. So when people do shit like this and say things like that, if there's somebody actively using or drinking, you're pushing them further away. Allegations and accusations never work. Sit downs and conversations do from friends. That's the crazy thing. If Kyle just flat out sat down with her as she wants Sutton to do, just say it. Have the balls to say it. Then you need to have the balls to say it. Say to Sutton, hey, we're concerned. Are you drinking? Is there something going on? You've been acting erratically lately. The thing that Kyle's not getting, what's not clicking for her, is you're not getting answers for Sutton because you're being a dick about it. Yeah. If you went about this approach as Sutton has tried to do a little bit by being friendly, by saying, hey, I messed up. You're right. I was totally off. I'm sorry. This is what I was going through. Instead of you firing back angry, if you talk to her as a friend, you might get the answers. If she does have an issue going on, if she is drinking too much, maybe she'll talk to you about it and you'll help her out instead of going behind her back, saying stupid shit that's really damaging. It's really scary if somebody is drinking too much because you're pushing them in that direction and it's just ignorant and it pisses me off. I think that's fair to say. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad that Crystal stepped up to defend her and pretty much point out just what I was saying. She said it on TV, which is great that, you know, those kinds of things, there's a lot more weight to what they're saying than I think that they realize. So I'm glad that she spoke up. But we move on from there and we get Garcelle and Sutton. And uh, we have to point out, I forgot about the bacon thing. I totally forgot that Sutton's yeah. vegetarian but crushes bacon. Yeah. But I'm glad we were reminded of that. But they do a little movie night recap. And they get to the Sutton and Kyle topic, which is clearly going to take center. It's going to be Mo and Kyle. And I think Sutton versus Kyle this season. That's Probably. what I'm gathering. Do you on the same 20, page? 27 episodes of it, yeah. 27 episodes oh. of that with little to no rec recollection. 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 Jesus. Little to no. What's the word? Reconciliation at the end of this. But uh, this is where Sutton points out to Garcelle. She's like, I'm upset that Kyle is defending Erica. She doesn't ever have my back. She's starting to. I think see how one side of the friendship has been right for the past. And it's gotta be frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. It would be really frustrating because when you hear Sutton talk about their friendship versus when Kyle talks about it, when Sutton talks about it, they're very close or at least were, or at least she thought that they were. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we're going with this whole thing. And it's always so painful to watch Sutton try to articulate what she's trying to say, I because I know what she wants to say, because we've been saying it for the last year and a half at this point, and she's just having such a hard time doing it. 
I'm happy that later Garcelle can step in and just say what she's trying to say. Ah, that was so good. But we understand where she's coming from because I feel the same way. When Sutton is looking at Kyle, or at least in the past when she looked at Kyle, she looked at her like a real friend. I don't think that Kyle's ever looked at Sutton like a real friend, but that could be more to speak towards how Kyle views friendship in general. Mm. Aside from where she is with Dorit, I don't think she's that close with anybody else on the show. She doesn't seem to be. No. I mean, obviously, you get the pairings that are kind of going on here and there, but I could point to a couple different people and say, no, that's a friend of Sutton's. That's a friend of Sutton's. Maybe Erica? uh, Erica, yeah, to an extent, but... I think that Erica at this point can get along with everybody on the show. Jeez. It never really seems like <laughs> that genuine wild. of a friendship, but she's there and she's happy. She's able to put a face on. Which is more than we could have said in the past, honestly. Absolutely. But with this, it's just tough to watch because, again, we know where Sutton's coming from and we're saying, just come out and say it. You haven't been a good friend recently and I'm realizing it. Mm-hmm. Finally realizing it. It took you a couple of years, but you're finally realizing how one side of the friendship is. Kyle's never going to be able to realize that. Kyle thinks that she's being a really good friend. And she's just Sutton's the one that's lashing out. Like that's not that's not what's going on. You've been lashing out if you want to look at it that way for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And during this scene with Garcelle, she lists off like the changes. And I'm glad that Sutton at least has examples, like like you said, recent examples. Yes, like with Sutton's behavior. Uh, yeah, when people pull in shit from five years ago, it's like that's I not agree. relevant. And but the funny thing is, like she has enough recently where you can point to, yeah, she's acting off. But mm-hmm. just keep it there and then ask her politely, hey, what the fuck's up? Yeah. Instead of being a dick. But she lists off the things. We got Mo in the tabloids, right? We got the article there, then we got the wedding band. That's changed. She changed her her ring. We've got her hanging out with Morgan Wade, all of the questions there. And I think Sutton's biggest issue is that if we were actually close, and this was like the light bulb moment for her, I guess, if we were really close, you would have talked to me about this stuff by now. Garcelle, great confessional, because she goes, I haven't seen any new jewelry, or what did she, I wrote it down. She said, the only jewelry- How the hell does Sutton even recognize these things? How does Sutton recognize these things? The only jewelry I notice is after Dorit's robbery, because hers was still there. Yeah. And then she takes a (laughs) long sip from her- Firmer drink. Yeah, that was perfectly placed. I loved it. That was such a good moment. But we get a dinner between Garcelle and Jax. And look, this, we've said it before, but this might confirm it because it's genuine. This is who this child is. He might be the most. You can call him a child. You can call him a man at this point. Man, yeah. This is the most mature 15-year-old I've ever seen and listened to. Blown away. Because he's so emotionally present. Like, he breaks down everything. It makes sense. It's probably tough for Garcelle to hear because she's like, wow, he's grown up now. It might be the most clear statement ever made on any of these shows. And it came from a 15-year-old son. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. They always beat around the bush with all the dumb bullshit. And they never know what they want to say. And they're always beating somewhere off. Oh, man. Beating somewhere off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Didn't mean that one. But no, that's Freudian's a little Freudian slip. Someone's beating off somewhere. <laughs> he's sitting there with his mom and he's able to say, Wait. I can't breathe. Go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, he says things that just make the most sense than anything I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. For him to have for him to have that kind of perspective on his mom and dad and be able to pull away and say, yeah, I I mean, this is something we we always talk about. Yeah. Living in this era, especially when your mom's a housewife of one of these big shows, 
there's news that comes out. And what are the kids going to think when they grow up and everything? What are you still laughing at? You can't let it go. You can't let it go. It's so funny. But what are you like? What are you supposed to do when your kids turn 15 and they have access to the internet? They're going to look up all the cheating scandals that happened. What happens when Dorit and PK's kids grow up? What happens when, obviously, Kyle and Mauricio's kids are pretty old? They know what's going on and they've probably understood what's going on. But for once, we finally get it out there. He looked it up when he was eight years old. Eight <laughs> like, years old. Eight years old, this kid looked it up. Oh, dude. Found out what was going on and then had seven years to process it. Got to sit down on the beach with his mom and say, yeah, you know what? I could have used the parent two years ago, but I figured it out. Now he's sitting down with his mom at dinner ordering Wagyu steak. Great order. Eight Great order. Wagyu. Great Good order. Man. And talking about how he doesn't hold it against either of them. It's just, it is what it is. It happened and it really sucks, but he doesn't blame her. That brought her to tears. Nearly brought me to tears. Damn right. Damn right. Emotional as hell over here. <laughs> yeah, real softy. Yeah, big softy over here. But no, for something like that, I mean, a mother-son, a beautiful, I guess, moment between a mother and son like that is exactly what this show is supposed to be about. We're done with the dumb oh, bullshit. What? We're done with this all is what the Beverly bullshit. Hills is all about. This is what Beverly Hills is supposed to be about. It's reality TV, not dumb bullshit TV. All right, guys? <laughs> Shooter had an epiphany. Who, who'd have thought? But anyway, uh, moving on, we got Kyle. Uh, that was a good breakdown. I agree with you. Yeah. That he'll just, beat off somewhere. <laughs> damn it. Now we're <laughs> back. But we get Kyle at the tattoo parlor, and we finally get to see Morgan Wade on TV, in person, interacting with Kyle. What was your first impression of Morgan Wade? Fucking most cringe scene i probably have seen really we've gotten a lot of them that was so weird dude Wait, so that so weird the chemistry was very real oh it was gross but it's real and it's palpable like there's like that giddy like almost young and then her accent energy. too and like look i usually i like a southern accent but then you threw it into all of this and it just kind of made it weirder for it, me. me it dude it plays like a rom-com almost honestly like this whole thing. But here we go. All right. Here's my Kyle theory. And it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. All right. And this is combined with the scene that we see with her and Mo later. Okay. So all this stuff has continued to come out about Mo over the years. All right. When I see the interaction between the two of them at home and I see how she kind of cringes at the, the comment that Mo makes, like, I'd like to see that tattoo more often implying that he'd like to have sex. And she's like, oh, well, and it gets kind of awkward in there. Mm -hmm. Their connection is no longer existent. When you see them in the same room, there's tension. I'm leading to the conclusion that I think there's something more here. I don't know if this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know if this was building up and she got one more rumor. And maybe she doesn't have proof, but maybe this was it. She just can't put up with this shit anymore because there's something that has happened between these two. All right, I firmly believe that. Now, between Kyle and Mo. Between Kyle and Mo, yes. So, now, because of that, and then she decides to get sober and she goes through this transformation. When you get sober, whether you're, and this is what I think people don't understand, especially with all the peer pressure that she's getting to drink or to be fun again, quote unquote, when you stop drinking and you're free and clear from alcohol for an extended period of time, even if you are not a functioning or active alcoholic, it does change who you are. You're going to see things differently. Going through life without that crutch of having a substance to get through things changes your perspective on a lot. If she's changing her perspective of her marriage, growing into a different person, and she sees this 26-year-old country music star that lives the life that she's never been able to live. She's never been able to be free. She's never been able to express herself the way that she wants to. This is somebody that embodies a lot of the things that she's never had. That's exciting. She's going through this transition in her life. 
That's exciting. So she's leaning on this new thing away from her husband who has scorned her one too many times and now is going down this path. Could you call it a midlife crisis? Yeah, you really could because I think that she's acting on impulse and things that feel good to her because maybe she hasn't been able to in the past. And I'm at a point now where I'm trying to see it from a place of, okay, is she making some weird decisions? Sure. Is this a little bit erratic and we don't understand it? Yeah. Could this be a midlife crisis? Absolutely. But if all of these things are playing into the reasons why she's making these decisions and put on top of that, that her best friend committed suicide, then I think it's very clear that this did not start with Morgan Wade, in my opinion, because she was wanting to do something romantically. I believe that this is somebody else that was sober. They share that connection. They started talking. She felt all these things that she hasn't felt just from a life perspective by hearing what Morgan does and going around with Morgan. And I think that something came out of that. I think there was something that happened romantically from this, but I don't know if it's a negative thing. And I think that that is what's going on with Kyle. I think that's a pretty good breakdown. I don't know how you're able to take that from this scene because the overlaying tone of the entire scene, I, I couldn't get through it. That's what I got. I'm glad you got something from it because I, I couldn't. I was like, I will say you did say that something came out of it. I think someone came out of it, too. God, what are you on tonight? <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? No, dude, the, the entire fucking thing. It's just so strange. She's sitting there. She's, like, drawing circles on Morgan's arm. It's gross. Like, I just don't like it. You're married. No, like, that's Just fair. don't fucking do this on live TV. I, I don't fair. like that. That's such bullshit. You're clearly flirting here. There's something very palpable in this in the air. I get why we need the scene, but it's, sure. it's super fucking uncomfortable. I don't want that. I did, however, have the thought that you could be sitting there and maybe if Kyle got this like script tattoo that was like uh, MW for Morgan, mm-hmm. but it was like kind of vague a little bit and the U was a little, or the the W was a little weird. It kind of looked like a U. Like Mo. It could be Mo. Oh. No, they didn't do that though. I know. That's not but what I think got. she can do that. But it's too late now. I'm going to DM her. The cat's out of the bag. I'm going to DM Kyle <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, got a great idea. They're separate. Got a great idea. Why would you get the tattoo now? They're separated. Maybe she wants to get back. Go for it. Okay. All right. See I'll let you happens. know. I'll yeah, report I'm back. sure she's a big fan of ours, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. We get to Sutton and the matchmaker and Dorit joins the fun. And holy shit, I bet she regrets inviting her because this scene was bizarre. We get them and they... This is after Dorit's had the conversation with Kyle, so she's already slanted against Sutton. She already Mm -hmm. thinks that Sutton's being an asshole again. So she comes in with a little vinegar. She's not being very nice, and they're going through the candidates. 
all of them sound like viable candidates to me. I would date them. I would date them. They're CEOs. Yeah, they own dudes. media companies. Yeah. Like, you know, they buy a beyond. wine, long walk on the beach. Sure. Sure. She doesn't like that. Does, nope. does not care for the monochromatic look either. But that's where we get the, if Dorit fell in love with PK, maybe I don't need to be so picky. Now, it's almost as though Dorit knew she was going to say that because Dorit, after the matchmaker goes, the one thing that I can give Sutton, she's very self-aware. And Dorit's <laughs> like, that's interesting because the one thing I could say about Sutton is she's the most not self-aware person on the planet. She's actually erratic, angry. You never know what you're going to get from her. Yeah. Like she just drags. I don't know it. if it's self-awareness. I think it's a little hypocrisy. Like, you can't sit there. I do agree with Dorit. You can't sit there and analyze these guys. A guy who's wearing black on black on black and a tux. Yeah, maybe he's trying to look like Bradley Cooper in The Hangover. Oh, but cool. you can't walk into a fucking date with a cat sweater and say, this is me. I'm not going to excuse it. I agree. That doesn't make any sense. That's not my point. I'm not saying Dorit is wrong. No. I mean, I don't think Sutton has no self Again, Dorit being there in the first place is an odd choice. That's what I'm saying. Very odd choice. It is an odd choice. I think she did help. I think that Dorit was at least excited to be there to help out. Yeah, but she took a couple of digs in there, which I thought was like... Yeah, that's the trade-off you get, though. I guess... You get some good advice, but you also get a couple of digs in there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she landed on a candidate, I believe, but then at the very end of it, she makes a vodka joke again. So now she has pointed out all of your flaws. Yeah. One to two bottles of wine is way different than one to two bottles of vodka. Yeah, I know. Trust me. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but you can't, that, the Kyle and Morgan FaceTime happens. And this is furthering my belief here because again, just watch, you know me, body language guy, watch how they interact, man. It's, It's whatever that is, is real. Okay. Yeah. Better or worse. That's a real thing there. But I had no idea that Kyle was the one that tattooed Morgan. That's crazy. It's bizarre. Like that's a different, that's, you shouldn't tattoo other people. It's an intimate thing. That is an intimate thing. Yeah. You're marking her body permanently with your initial. Yeah. I don't like it. And I guess my big thing is like what you're saying is, yeah, like they are still married. So to do it on TV, but that also furthers my theory because it almost seems like Kyle's using Morgan on these shows as a fuck you to Mo. That's what it seems like. I mean, obviously the music video certainly was a fuck Absolutely. you to Mo, and it was a fuck you to everybody else that's sticking their nose in in her business. But again, this is what you sign up for on this show. You've been on the show for fucking 25 years at this point. You should understand when things are going on in your life and it's around the time that you need to start filming for the show, it's going to come out. Yeah, you play it this way, you look terrible. It doesn't make any sense, but I don't think she cares. She doesn't seem to. Well, she does, but she doesn't. She doesn't care enough to talk about it in front of her friends. Actually, I disagree because I think she can't. I think you're about to say what I just keep going. Yeah, but I feel like she cares enough that she wants like Morgan Wade wouldn't be on that fucking show. No, but she cares enough to have Morgan on the show because Mm -hmm. they have a very unique friendship. Yes, a woman who is twice your age stalked you on Instagram (laughs) and reposted you, and this is just cool with us. We're supposed to be fine with that. That's cool. No, it's not. It's weird as shit. Yeah, it is. And like, look, it deserves to be called out. I'm just trying to trying to see the whole picture here. I, get, we do I know here. what you're trying to do. I'm I'm focused on one little it's pixel fine. and I hate it. This is what we do here, all right? But uh anyway, we get to Kyle's and she's having that THC dinner. And we get a lot of housewives there, housewives from previous seasons, and we get introduced to the new housewife, Anne Marie Wiley who is married to Marcellus Wiley, who yes. played football for a long time. Oh, I think he's on ESPN or Fox now, too. Is he? Yeah. So, obviously, and people have brought it up, 
there have been some allegations come out against him as it is an ongoing thing. We're not going to talk about it because we don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with it. I will say he's a cowboy, so screw him. Yeah, for being a cowboy, fuck you. Yeah. But we are not going to talk about that until more stuff comes out. As the information presents itself, we'll discuss it at a later date. Welcome to the world of housewives. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Denise is back. And oh boy, is Denise back. Yeah. Was she hammered? I think what she was, was going hammered. On? Is that like, was, yeah. I, I at least give her props for not adding THC to the mix, too. Yeah, no, that was good. It was just like, she came in like... I was like, whoa, I haven't seen you in a while, and here you are. Well, we saw her at the, the movie premiere, yeah, but that but was just like a quick little high and bye, off. pretty much. And she, I mean, again, I feel like when she came into the movie thing, she looked like Denise, at least. This, she looked like she was hammered. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on. Maybe we'll get a little bit more shakeout over the season, but it was, I mean, she was clearly not herself. Yeah, and I think the I think we're going to get the second half of that dinner to start off next week too. Me too. So maybe we'll get more of that because we do find out and we have found out through channels that this is a crazy Denise season. Yeah. So she there's some wild behavior that she exhibits, so we'll have to see what happens. I think that'll probably be the start of it mm-hmm. just based off of what we saw in the first half of this. I mean, she breaks the fourth wall almost instantly. Yeah. Looks it, at the camera immediately. Like, yeah. She's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> welcome someone, back. Someone made a meme it was like Jim from the office. Yeah. <laughs> the it's so easy, but I do want to ask you. Yeah. Because this is how I feel about cannabis dinners. Okay. Petrified. I am afraid that I'm just going to get higher and higher and then I'm going to so... just be so out there. I under he broke it down really nicely and it was yeah. really cool. I want to trust him. Chris was his name. I want to trust Chris. 30-year-old limber guy, according to Erica. Uh-huh. That's that's exactly who I want to trust. But I feel like I'd probably die. So I think that he obviously knows what he's doing because mm-hmm. if he dosed them too high, yeah, that crew would just sue him. Because they have a lot of money. That's a good point. So I think that that one you can trust. Could have it's been a funny. placebo. It's funny you said that because I actually know somebody that does that. Okay. Uh, and they, it's. I think it's very specific because they don't want to be known as the people that don't know how to do it. You won't get repeat business. You won't right. be able to have a good time. I thought it was hysterical that Dorit goes with one. Give me one THC, please. Well, I'll take one. I'll take one THC. I'll take one THC. One cannabis. One cannabis. One cannabis for me, please. I don't think it's going to do much, but hey, at least she's, at least she's, partake. she's partake. Exactly. She's partaking, and that was cool. But the big thing from this dinner, and we do get one callback between Faye Resnick and Camille, and I don't know a whole lot about this feud. I'm sure we'll catch flack from that. I will say, while this scene happened, and they played the scene back before, I was walking in to get water, and I heard it, like an echo. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And that's because Dev was reciting along the quote word for word. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently that was a very iconic moment. Yes. But um we should know more about it. We don't, so I'm not gonna say something that gets us Is it relevant anymore? No, but it's iconic. Yeah. And iconic places hold places in people's hearts. So shut up before you say something dumb. I wasn't gonna say anything left. Good. And yeah, I'm good. But we get Sutton and Kyle's conversation, and this is where I got really frustrated. And as you can see, I'm playing both sides here. I'm trying to see where Kyle's coming from at the same time. I don't condone her behavior this season. Yeah. She's had a run of bad seasons and it sucks but they're talking and Sutton says I was off because Kyle points out you were really off at Josh she goes I was you're right I'm sorry this is why and look could you point and be like hey that you're I think you're making an excuse for sure but at the same time like she's opening up to you and if you guys are friends and for me even if it is an excuse if this was the only time I saw Kyle exhibit that behavior back where she's being snippy and short with her, I'd be like, all right, she just like 
this is she's had enough. Right. But I've seen her do this even when they're cool. So yeah, that to me is like, oh, this is just your response to her, no matter what she says. Yeah, and that's the type of friend that Kyle is. She thinks that she's that really close friend that can see through the bullshit and right. call you out on it. But there's a love a level of comfortability there where you need to be able to trust the other person that you're talking to to say, okay, yeah, no, you can see through my bullshit. You're right. I'm sorry. It's much bigger than that, whatever you might say, or I don't really feel like talking about it right now. I shouldn't have made the excuse. Whatever you might happen from that conversation. Kyle does that all the time. Yeah. Even if it's the truth, Kyle, if she doesn't agree with what you're saying, and it's not what she has already made up in her head. She's not going to accept that as a form of apology. Mm. She can't get past it. She has to keep digging and digging and digging. That's not a true friend. That's just an ass. Yeah. You're just trying to get. A reaction out of her, and that's no. I, I think she's trying to keep Sutton out of her whatever's going on with Kyle. I agree with that, that too, and that would work honestly if you're thinking about it on a logical level. You try to start pushing towards the other person and say, "What's going on in your life? What's going on in your life?" I mean, it could backfire. It did, but it's like it's got about a fifty-fifty percent chance. I feel like where yeah. you might be able to get in there, and then eventually that person's going to shut down and leave you alone. Sure, you don't have to worry about it. Instead, it backfires entirely, and now all of a sudden everybody's focus is on Kyle. Yeah, and you know. What Sutton was saying is that her ex is moving to London, made a call to her saying that you are moving too and you're bringing our son with us and that's what's going to happen. And Kyle's response sucked, man. And like that was where I was like, dude, just humor her because you're being such a dick. You're like, yes, so? Yes, so the kid's leaving or trying to leave. So you had the same thing happen when you sold the house in Bel Air. It's like, so what? And then you bought another house in Bel Air. You're missing the point of the whole thing and you're you look like an asshole again because this is a big change in her life. So she's trying to relay that to you and have a conversation friend to friend. You're acting like it's not even are you acting like it's not a big deal. You're making a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. You're like, "Oh, so you have to hop on a plane?" Like, "Yeah, for someone was across overseas, living in a foreign country is a big deal." It's a lot longer of a flight than we have, too. Yeah, and the other thing is like she gets stuck on what she's saying because then and this is if she was a true friend to Sutton, then she would know that Sutton when you press her, she doesn't articulate things well. So right. when she says something like and he's going to pay more child support. I'm going to have to deal with that too. You can look through that and understand she's not complaining about getting more money. No. She was flustered and just started saying shit, and that came out of her mouth. You know that that's not a problem. Anybody watching knows that's not a real problem. Sutton herself will watch that back and understand that's not a real problem. Yes. But when you get stuck on the little details, that to me tells me that you're just deflecting. You saw an avenue in which they said something wrong. They took a misstep and let's hammer that home to derail the conversation. It's either one of two things. Either one, you just dislike Sutton to a certain extent that you're willing to just keep pushing her and pushing her and you do not care, which we've seen Erica do in the past because Mm -hmm. her and Sutton did not get along. That made sense to me. This doesn't make sense because Kyle still walks away like she's a friend. I can't imagine that she'd be doing this and asking me these questions. It's like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. You've been doing this. This is what you've been doing for years. You can't belittle her moment because once you finally broke her down and got her to say, this is what's going on, it's word vomit after that. Because you know what? She's been dealing with more. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances that come from the main issue of her ex moving to London and wanting her to move with the son. Like, there's a lot going on there. Yes, of course, there's 15 other details that have also been sitting on her on her brain. And we know that because we've watched her on TV. You're supposed to be a friend. You should know that a little deeper. But when they actually sit down at the table, and look, this is where, again, I can 
fault Sutton. Like Sutton should not have pulled her away right before they're sitting down at the dinner. Yeah. Especially knowing that it probably wasn't going to go very well. And now the whole night's ruined. And th- that does bug me. I know it's part of the show. But if people plan these dinners and pay these people and like as a chef, I know how fucking mad I get when the stuff is out of the oven, ready to right. go, and I have to sit there with it. And now I'm giving you a lukewarm plate of food. I'm it sucks. Well, I don't think the food was ready. I think they were just about to explain what the no, dinner I think was. was. I think the first course was ready. And that's Oh, okay. But regardless, I mean I think that that was rude on Sutton's part. But as they're sitting there kind of going back and forth, this is where it's like grow the ball, like grow some balls and just say what you want to say. Because she points out to her the changes in her life. And should she have said something about her eating habits, Sutton to Kyle? No, she probably shouldn't have mentioned the eating, but that's different than Kyle turning around and saying, you never eat. You just push shit around your plate because what Sutton's alluding to is a drastic change in lifestyle for Kyle. Hey, what's going on? Because you used to eat more. Is everything okay? That's noticing a difference in somebody. What she throws at Sutton is a long-term eating disorder Without a start or end date. She just says, this is who you are always. You always hide what you're eating. So you have in the same episode accused her of being an alcoholic and having an eating disorder. And that's my point. Like when you start throwing daggers out there, the approach is important. I get it was the low hanging fruit because she came after you and what you were eating. Maybe that's where it came from. And maybe there is some merit to that. But I'm just saying when it comes down to issues like that, it's just... I, it's always better to avoid it because you're never going to win because you look like a dick regardless. But when they start talking about evidence, and I love this because every housewife chimes in because Garcelle oh, yeah. finally points out, Kyle's like, grow some balls, grow some balls. And she's like, what's going on with you? She's like, what do you mean? And Garcelle just has to do it. She's sick of hearing people. And then she goes, your marriage, Kyle, what's going on with your marriage? Why do you have a new ring? And this is why Garcelle is so important to this show. Vital. Because every other show, it just kind of goes on and goes on and goes on. But when Kyle's sitting there yelling, tell me what you want, like, tell me what you mean, grow some balls over and over again. I feel like the question is, okay, what's going on with yeah, you? Yeah, here it is then. What's going on with you? There doesn't need to be a specific question in there. There's clearly something going on. Why don't you talk about it? You are very erratic right now. Obviously, Sutton is too, but we're used to seeing Sutton be erratic. You're getting erratic because Sutton's erratic, and clearly there's something else going on, and everybody at the table knows it. Every single person sitting there, maybe not Denise because she doesn't even know where she is, but the rest of the people that are there, they know what's going on. And finally, we get Garcelle, our savior for this show, coming out and asking the question point blank, and that's what flustered Kyle the most. Yeah, I know. She got stuck. And then she goes, it looked like a makeup band to me. Yeah. What's that? It's like when somebody buys you something because they fucked up and you forget about it. And that's, I did love that every single person on the table so was like, funny. well, usually he buys me a car. I think I got an Aston Martin the last time. We got, I wrote him down. We got a cross, yep. which Erica laughed and said, did it catch on fire? Funny. We got an Aston Martin, cards, plural, yep. and cars. So that was the four. So everyone there that's been divorced or gotten in a situation like that was like, oh yeah, here was mine. Which was funny, but also a little bit more damning towards the ring. Kyle gets flustered and flat out says, you want my husband to have cheated on me. Is that what you want? It's like, no. No, that's that's not what she said. At all what we want. No, everyone's asking you what's going on because there's tabloids saying that that happened and rumors out there that that happened. And congruent with those, you're acting differently. Congruent. Wow, look at you. We're going to use it 50 more times. I love that. But with all of those things layered together. Yeah, what's going on, Kyle? What's going on? Because that's a lot of shit, and that's okay. But these are supposed to be your friends. It's supposed to be a show in which you talk about these things. 
and you're actively this is what tells me that this was not for the camera yeah because they're she's doing her best to not talk about it on camera well, and, and then i do hate that they pan across and obviously everybody's got the gasp reaction everything <gasps> that's going on dorit you know what's going on. He knows everything. Stop acting yeah. like you don't know what's going on. You are not a good actress. You always make the same face when you act like you think that you don't. You want people to think that you don't know what's going on. Yep. And then you ask and you go, oh, no, I'm completely in the dark. I have no idea what's going on. Yes, you do. We've known that you've known what's going on since your weird little uh, pretty and what? what uh, oh, not pretty in pink. Why do I want to say pretty in pink? Uh, Whatever. Since your weird anniversary. Oh, pretty woman. Oh, pretty, pretty woman. woman. Yeah. It's like pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. 16 candles. Oh, man. But now you know what time it is. Miami time. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. 305. I love that he went from 305 to Worldwide, though. Such a big step. (laughs) Such a great step for Pitbull. Mr. World. Yeah, Mr. 305 to Mr. Worldwide. Good for you. That's how you expand your reach. It is. That's absolutely. And I do believe him when he says that. I do too. Do you remember LimeWire when you used to like download the uh, yeah. songs and you just have like random like The Empire? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I miss that. There's a, You actually can get that on, if you go on Apple Music or Spotify, there's certain mixtapes that still have it. It was so good. What was the other? Where'd you find this one? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was McLovin. What? Yeah. The guy who, uh, the actor who does McLovin. Did that? Uh, where'd you find this one? Oh, really? Oh, wait! I remember a yeah. clip of him doing that. Oh, no yeah, way! Really good. The Empire. <clears throat> I could be that guy. But let's move on to Miami. We are starting out with Marisol in a sling, and I tried to give her credit last week. I was like, she's not gonna play this up too bad. And I it was a harder that. fall than I remember. But she's wearing a sling, it. undiagnosed. But it was funny because as she's walking around in her sling, which is bedazzled with a couple of Chanel pins, I believe, which is really funny. We get Kiki stroll up in a walker, which at first I was like, oh, she's making fun of Marisol. I was like, oh, wait, no. Didn't she like tear her Achilles or something? No, it didn't go that I think she had like a high ankle sprain, though. High ankle sprain's a big deal. That shit hurts. But yeah, it's just funny seeing all the damage from this. Celebrity basketball game. They they played a collective. The whole group played collectively five minutes. And that's the damage that was done. Yeah, it's it's difficult to do, but they start talking about Adriana, and they point out that we pointed it out last week as well. That whole thing started over farts, and when you're in the bathroom and hear them talking about you talking about farting, you can't get upset. I love that there's a word for it in Creole. Oh, and a pete. Yeah. Yeah, I like that word, too. I also love what Kiki said instead of flatulence. Farchulence. Farchulence. That's a better word. <laughs> a better it makes word. more sense. Yep, She's right. It, English is confusing. Farchulence, you know exactly no, what it English means. English is definitely the worst language. It's got to be the worst language. And the way that we speak is... Yeah, we just, like, nightmare. lazily talk through the language. Yeah, we, we get it. I get, I get why other countries think it's gross. <laughs> Kiki's upset with Larsa because I guess they're really tight. And ever since Marcus came in the picture, she has not gotten to hang out with her at all. And there's no one-on-one time. And she said that everybody in the group texted her to check on her or called her after the injury. And Larsa has not yet. And that was somebody that they used to bop around together, I think, many times a week. So now it's like zero FaceTime. And she doesn't want her to be in a bad relationship. She's happy for her. But at the same time, she just wants little girl's time. She wants to hang out with her friends. Makes sense. But I, at the end of the day, I mean, we're watching this in real time with their relationship. Larsa is the type that's just all about the relationship. Completely oh, just abandons her friends. But they're both that way. Like watching their, we'll get there. Hold on. Yeah. 
Because the next team, we get Todd, Alexia, Anthony, and Nicole. And I didn't see this duo or this couples duo going. No, to but it was hilarious the whole school time. was so funny. And I think it's because, and again, I think Anthony and Nicole are very normal. Yeah. I think Anthony's making fun of Todd this whole time. Did I think so, that? too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I got. And I thought he was doing it in a nice way. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you're just taking digs at this guy. And he's trying to laugh it off. But he's like, I, I get the feeling that Anthony doesn't really, uh, he clearly doesn't give a shit about Todd. Could care less. But he even brought it up right away. Like, these are things that he's been thinking about that him and Nicole and clearly his secretary have been laughing out behind closed doors. He's like, I'm just going to tell him. Like, I, I don't care what his reaction I is. I thought it was fake. What's he going to do? He wants me to take a seven minute apology video? Like, he went in on everything that we've been saying about this stupid video and everything else that's going on. And then Alexia even joins in and goes, I thought that the video was done and you still had five minutes left. I know. So Todd was just like on display at this point for all of his weird actions, rightfully so. I feel like, look, credit to Todd, he took it well. He did he didn't, take he it He didn't well. like lash out. He didn't make any weird comments on top of it. No. That was okay. I mean, obviously everything else is crazy, but. It's bizarre because then he starts talking, like the story keeps changing and this is the thing and this is what Alexia and Todd don't get. The more you talk about it, the worse it's going to look because now they keep talking about it and he's like, you know, it's just, it's not even a single person. It's like the, the group energy, the, pretty much the vibes are off in this group. When we get together, shit hits the fan. You're not wrong, Todd, but I thought it was Adriana and Adriana's telling everybody it's Alexia yep. is the problem. So who is right? Until you show up to one of these events and squash it, it's everybody's going to keep talking about it. And I feel like the telltale sign for this that clearly Anthony doesn't really even want to be friends with Todd. If he wanted to be friends with him, he would have looked him in the eye and said, dude, just go to the fucking thing. Yeah. Go to the party. Start going to things. Everybody's going to keep talking about it if you're missing. If you're a true friend, you're going to say something like that. Anthony doesn't give a shit about Todd. No, he doesn't. He, he just thought it was funny. And it was a funny scene. I enjoyed the scene. It was really funny that they had to need pizza dough for 45 oh, minutes. Oh, dude, yeah. But we get to talking about the fuck cancer event. And I love that they'll say like F cancer and it's always bleeped out on the screen. Yeah. But um, it's bleeped out with E and then asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Yes. Instead of just EFFF, -F -F, I, I, yeah, whatever, I whatever. But to Alexia's credit, she's like, I don't want to bring the vibes down at the party. So like whatever's going on with Adriana or I'm not going to start any drama. And to her credit, I just wanted to point it out now so I don't forget. She was cool, calm, and collected at the party. She was. Who wasn't at the party? Lisa? Marisol. Oh, Marisol too, yeah. When Marisol's not yeah, there. That's a good point. She can be friendly. I know. She might not be cool with Adriana, but she can at least not go over the top. If Marisol was there, Marisol would have poked her. Alexia would have went off. I guarantee it. Maybe. I feel like there's a bigger elephant in the room, though, so I don't think that it would have happened either way. I don't know, man. I think if Marisol was there, it would have been a whole Adriana thing with Marisol and Adriana. And yeah, maybe Alexia would come to the defense of Marisol, but... There's so much more happening there, and it's a much more real situation. I don't sure. think that they would have. It, look for everything that Alexia, for everything that Alexia is, and I do think that she's made strides since we started watching this show. Mm -hmm. At least again, when Marisol's not around, I don't think that she would have trumped that whole thing because I don't think that anybody knows how to deal with what's going on with Larsa and Gertie. Fair. I don't know. I, I think. No, I I actually, no. Adriana would have absolutely started that shit, though. Oh, that's a good point. A thousand percent. It's her house. You're right. You're in my house. I'm going to start whatever I want. That's correct. Yeah. That's what would have happened. But the next scene was so cringy. I didn't like watching it. I don't need to watch it again. And I'm not going to listen to their podcast because we get a scene of them filming 
and recording there. What are those called? It's pretty much like a plug. Like we have one that you might hear. An ad that, yeah. Like you, you might he- hear it for other podcasts, like in the beginning the of the episode. Ad. Yeah. It I just the bumps in there. It's like, yeah. like, I think ours is from like our first month of doing this or like our first six months and it's like what's up bros what <laughs> we probably need to update i think it. we also did the uh back and forth thing too did we? yeah we need to update it but uh i'm sure it also took us about 45 seconds to do oh yeah for sure total. but these two are going back and forth and the cutesy shit is oh, i can't watch it she's like you do it no you do it i love you so much i love your face i love your face babe i love your voice it's so sexy i'd marry you if i didn't even see your face oh yeah well i love your voice too hopefully Stop. we don't Stop make out it. on Stop the it. camera just knock it off enough <laughs> we had to deal with it already i don't need to hear you redo it so i could hear and it's been stuck in my head ever since but they get into the family dynamic a little bit Nah. Really? Yeah. But a little bit. They, like, they they didn't answer any, which is annoying as fuck. They didn't answer any of the they questions we wanted. did this know. podcast to answer our questions, and they didn't answer a goddamn question. Because you're not talking about Michael. Yes. This that's is all, all we want about know. Michael. That's it. Like Mike. Like Mike. We're not talking about his mom. We're not talking about Marcus's mom. Look, for what Marcus does, where Marcus talks about Air Jordans constantly, you which is already getting annoying. Dad. I don't even know if he works for Air Jordan. I, I imagine he probably doesn't. But he keeps talking about it. Talk about your goddamn dad. You keep dropping. The love of God. You're talking about the shoes. Talking about the shoes. Talk about the man. Talk about the man. Damn it. You're right. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't care for the scene. But no. the next scene, we talk about this sometimes. Oh, wait, because of the Michael Jordan thing, we got that confessional where the producer asked Larsa point blank. Oh, yeah. Did you talk to Michael? And she goes, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, she's not going to fuck with She's Michael. never going to talk about that. No. Because we know that it's deeper than that. You can't keep telling us that you've never met him before. You've met him before. He was four. Marcus? I, yeah. It, it's gross. It just doesn't track. It doesn't make sense that you never would have crossed paths. It, it simply does not math. Okay? Math ain't math. Math don't math. But regardless, the next scene, like I said, we talk about this frequently. Uh-huh. There are certain scenes that we should not be privy to. This is one of them. Yeah, I didn't like this one. No, this was sad. I mean, the car ride there was, was okay. That was enough. But it, that it sucked for me because in that moment during the car ride, I was just reminded over and over and over again how much I want Adriana off this show because she annoys the fucking shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Julia is just trying to be nice and Adriana is making it all about herself. This is a party. For Julia's wife. This has nothing to do with you because you had to throw your house at it so that people could come over to your house. I know what she was trying to do. Absolutely. You've got to come over to Adriana's house. And now I get to have the upper level on everything. And I get to be included in everything because this is my house. That's what you wanted to do. You wanted Marisol to say no. And then, look, Marisol was probably going to say no regardless, I think. She was definitely leaning no. She was leaning no already. And then it was a confirmed no as soon as you found out. No, I think she was leaning yes. Oh, she was leaning yes. I, I think she was already leaning no. I don't know. I don't think she was going to go. She was but... closer to going than, obviously, as soon as she heard it was Adriana's house. She's like, oh, I got Which I don't even blame her for because we know what Adriana's going to do. And look, I'm not a Marisol excuser by any stretch of the imagination. I also want her off the show. But at the same time, I know what Adriana's going to do. As soon as she shows up, she's going to make it all about her. This isn't about you. No. Stop. Especially right now. No. Adriana makes everything about her and it drives me fucking insane. But yes, I do agree. We should not have been behind those closed doors. That no. Was, that was tough. I, I may have skipped through. Yeah. And I, like, I did skip through. You know, the one thing with Julia, and this is why I like Julia, is Adriana wants her to be upset about this. She's like, she was going to come and then she was at my house. Now she's not coming anymore. And Julia's like, 
She said no. The yeah. reason is irrelevant. Your issue with her is not my issue with her. I'm not doing this. I have other people to call. There's way too much going on to worry about Marisol not being there when there's a hundred other people coming. But that's and what I gotta sing. Crazy. I gotta sing. Yeah, so exactly. No, She's got I'm more shit to worry about. about Marisol. No, and that probably makes it easier because you guys aren't gonna fight at my party. Yeah, like that's a good thing. But it drives me insane. If you do not like Marisol, then why do you care if she's not going? You should be happy. But here's where it breaks down for me. And watching her go through this shit with the ketamine trip. Because that's not fake. She's on drugs. So she's sitting there and her reactions are real. And this this is where it's sad. And you're reminded Adriana is very lonely, man. And she is very sad. She says, I want to be the person I was before. Like, while she's annoying, while she's having a rough go, she's not saying the right thing. She starts shit all the time. You're reminded of why, and that's hard. And it's something that I think that she probably wanted out there so that we can resonate with a little bit more and be like, yeah, she gets on her nerves, but fuck, man. I'm not falling for it. I am. I'm not falling Hook, for it. Line and sinker. I can say I can keep two things separate. I don't think that we should have been watching that scene at all. And Ew. if she insisted on putting it in there, then that's on her. I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't care. This is you can't say you want to go back to who you were before. All I see is the same behavior that you've exhibited for the last two. I, I agree with that. behavior exhibited, but this is what she's been for the last two years. I'm convinced fully that this is just who you are and you're annoying as shit. And I, look, I'm not, it's not an excuse. I'm not trying to excuse the behavior. I'm just understanding it more. And that makes it more difficult. That's all. But moving on from that, we get the F1 yacht party and... Dude, we watched a little F1. We did watch some F1 we in California. We watched some F1, yeah. yeah. Like two in the morning. Or no, not even. It, it was two in the morning here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were watching out F1. There. We were going to go to a barcade, and instead we sat down and watched an entire F1 race. We watched it from start to finish. It Through was Vegas. It was electric. that one. It was a fucking blast. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Didn't know who was in first until they would say it out loud because I don't understand the passing doesn't make sense because then they pull in the pit stop and people pass them, but then they catch back. I, up. I had it sort of figured out during the race. And now if you were to ask me, I wouldn't be able to. It's gone now. Anything. Yeah. It's but gone. regardless, thrilling. I get it. I understand why people watch it now. It's pretty sick. It well, I mean, cool. it depends on who you ask because other people would say they just want to be there for the parties and the hookers. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. You're hanging out. You hung around Lenny too much. Yeah. That's that's way too much Lennyism. You know, guys, the husbands go with the hookers. It's the F1 tradition. We go to the parties and we dance. It's we go dance. Happens. They go with the hookers. We don't even watch the race. Ask Lenny. He broke it down for me. I signed a contract. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking dirtbag. But they're at the party, and Kiki is upset that Larsa brought Marcus and that Lisa brought Jody. And I get it. I get it. There needs to be that time where you can go bop with your girls. You can have a girls' night. Go hang out on a yacht. Like, have some fun. Be stupid. Whatever. Without the dudes there. And I think another part of it is Kiki does not have a boyfriend. And I think seeing it constantly is getting on her nerves. She's like, all right, I get it, guys. Like, you're in a happy relationship. But by the way... Stop hanging out with them 24-7-365. That's not natural. Come hang out with me. I miss you guys. And I felt for her there. But they start talking about the conversation with Gertie. And we get a quick cut back to Gertie talking with Lisa. And Lisa refuses to tell her who told her. But Gertie, being Gertie, and she's the best, she planted this. Mm -hmm. She set this up intentionally. She told a select group of people and told Larsa, knowing that Larsa would spill the beans, Larsa does spill the beans. And what happens after this, every week we say she can't possibly go lower. There's no way you could go lower than you are now because you're already so low. And yet 
she's lower. I don't know how she does it. Are you? How do you feel about Lisa? The way that she brought that up to Gertie didn't not really. I'm fully fine with that because I feel like Lisa. We talked about it before. Like, how are you supposed to get that information and then be told later? Hey, you know, actually, I don't even know if Larsa prefaced it by saying, don't tell Gertie that I told you this at all. No, she just came out and said it. But I feel like Lisa at least has some brains and said, I didn't hear this from Gertie directly, so I'm not going to bring this up to her. But at the same time, she's a concerned friend and she hasn't heard it directly from Gertie. And it's probably been bugging her. It's probably been eating away at her. So I'm okay with her asking Gertie and then refusing to say who said it because then you're still showing allegiance. But at the end of the day, Lisa's not the bad person. It's still Larsa. I can agree with that, I guess. But... I guess for me, when it comes down to it, and Gertie's the one that told a certain group of people, like, if I'm talking to you and the same situation happened, I'm like, I told three people, and I know who it was. Mm -hmm. You can't sit there and talk about my cancer diagnosis. You want to know more about my cancer diagnosis, but you won't tell me who told you about it? I think that there's certain things that Trump being a snitch, we got to stop saying that word. Snitch? No. Trump. Trump. (laughs) You said it once. We had it in the comments. People are going to... We're going to hear it again. But first is Juan Dixon. Everybody uh, knows. Here, yeah. <laughs> Just ask our commenter. But I think that with this, if it's a cancer diagnosis, she deserves to know who spilled the beans because nobody should be talking about that. Yeah, it's her. It's such a sensitive topic. But Larsa, my God, she called Nicole to ask if this was real. When she found out that it was a test, she's mad. She says, I'm sick of this shit. Does she even have? I saw her drinking. That's not a rule. I saw her drinking and she's getting upset and she's getting angry. Like, who tests cancer? Like, all these crazy things that she's saying, questioning a cancer diagnosis. And look, I know this is Bravo and we've had some fake cancer diagnosis in the past with Brooks from OC. Like, I know it's happened. But Gertie, this is your friend, dude. She told you she has cancer and you're on the defense? You're playing defense against her? All you have to do is say, I'm a piece of shit for how I reacted to this. I'm so sorry. What can I do to support you? You could spin it so many different ways. And look, I'm not Literally trying to any other way. Larsa at all. But she could have spun it and said, I feel like it's unfair that you didn't tell the rest of the girls. So I took it upon myself because I don't want to be worried by myself. I don't want people to understand that I had a party later that day. And if I was breaking down and I was sad about things, I couldn't keep it to myself. And I'm really sorry, but now they know and it's there. You could do that. You could even say, I feel like you wouldn't want to be in a position that you have to sit down with all these girls and tell them. So I took it upon myself to save you the time, save you the effort, save you the energy, whatever you want to say. You don't do this. No, this this is is just deplorable. It's disgusting behavior. You definitely don't double down and call Nicole after this and say, is this real? Because now you're bringing other people into it. It's just disgusting, dude. It was absolutely disgusting. I I can't stand her. She's my least favorite housewife of all time. Yeah, she's awful. She's just she's a bad person. It's not fun to watch. No, there's people that do it clearly for TV. I think that Lars is just a bad person. That's what I think so too. With a stupid podcast. Yeah, with a that podcast hanging by a thread. Separation anxiety. Separation anxiety is an even worse name. Is that you can't... Separation anxiety is insane. He was gone for four days. Four days. Fucking lunatic. We had a party for him. But we get to the the fuck cancer party, and Gertie looks incredible. She shows up in a in the gown or whatever. She looks great. Everybody looks great. Martina shows up, and she's swaggy as shit. I just thought... I like that they dressed up for this. this I do too. Good, yeah, yeah. Everyone Everybody looks, looks awesome. Good. Yeah, they do. And it's going to be a great event. And I think the biggest thing here is to keep. The main, as Jalen says, keep the main thing the main thing. This night is for Martina and beating cancer, two different types of cancer. And yeah, I just shoehorned in a Jalen Hurts quote. There go birds. Fucking great. It was great. But I'm going to start trying to do that every episode. Yeah, please do. I will. But 
Gertie calls into question, did Larsa ever even feel bad? Did she ever even have sympathy? Is she even my real friend? Because her first move here is to defend herself rather than like the fact that she can call Nicole, like I've already said, the fact that she can question things and the way that she reacted in general, like she has yet to show empathy for Gertie mm-hmm. at all. She has yet to show any as soon sympathy. As she heard the news, she didn't show empathy. No, she immediately doesn't. So like now she's calling into question everything, but I will say, but I loved when Larsa gets there and Gertie, look, Gertie's going to go off tonight. She's, she's made that decision. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Is it the right she's, setting? It's okay. It's not the right setting, but you know what? If someone questions your cancer, I think any setting's the right setting. Yeah, exactly. So she has every right to do it. And you can, you can feel it ramping up. She's starting to drop hints like, oh, now, now with the rumors. And you know, Larsa is like on high alert. Because that wasn't directed at her, and it she's could already have defensive immediately. What do you mean? Crazy. What rumors? It's like because you know, you know what she's gonna say. And then she stands up. She goes, "Up oh, and have a drink." It's not on my doctor's not to do list. Yep. And now Larsa knows. And then we get the credits roll next week. We're gonna get the finish of this. But I hope that she drags Larsa, and she has no rebuttal. I know what's gonna happen. Gertie's gonna go after Larsa's gonna defend herself. We're gonna get some bullshit excuse as to why it was okay that she shared the diagnosis and why Gertie's reaction is wrong. And we're probably gonna get her saying something along the lines of, Do you even have cancer? Are we gonna get that? Or are we gonna focus on Lisa with the cops coming to her house? And we're not gonna get that. I really hope it's if both. they postpone Gertie versus Ooh. Larsa one more week, I'm gonna lose my mind. Ooh, they might. She she needs to that. get what's coming to her. I'm so tired of watching her behave this way. I need to see her just get put down and no one comes to her defense. Because if anybody comes to her defense, they're also just as bad. I agree. So I guess time will tell, Magoots. Time will tell. But that takes us to the question portion of our show. So let's jump on in. Up first, Steel, how do you feel about cooking with CBD? Would you ever do it? Uh, yeah, I'd give it a whirl. I don't know if it'd be good. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. I think we should sit down. And you've already said that you have a friend that does it. Yeah, there's somebody I down. know that actually does it. Yeah. Um, Not that I don't trust you, but you know. From Joanne Beach. Guess Kyle is California sober. THC CBD dinner. Does that mean she's sober? Yeah, I believe Callie sober is sober. I yeah. think that if you still maintain control of your life, I think that you get addicted to anything. But if you have control of your life, you're not as Shooter's been saying all day, exhibiting addictive behaviors with marijuana, then yeah, I think that you are still sober from alcohol, even if you dabble in some THC or CBD. I've got one from Clellie M. Would you each get a tattoo for the other? Um, get some matching bra bro tats? We would get some matching bra. I would get, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't shy away from most tattoos <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I have enough of them that I'm like, yeah, okay. Did you just get a circle on your arm let me draw it? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Nothing like that. I can draw like, a pretty good circle. Would I get you know a, that SpongeBob episode where he draws like the picture of a face and then just deconstructs it into the perfect circle? Doodle Bob? No, no, that's a different one. No, um, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> from Smith Mark Eleven, why don't you all watch Married to Medicine? We get this question a lot. It's only because we have so many shows to cover, and we started with Housewives. That's our bread and butter. We stick to Housewives. As we've said in the past, it does not mean that we will not dive into it eventually. We've been hearing great things. We heard it's an awesome show. We're not anti-married to med. We are just trying to find the time. And right now is not the time because we have a billion shows. Agreed. All right. I got one last one. This is going to send us off to the weekend. From Claudius underscore life journey. What is your prediction for this Sunday's game, Steel? Okay. 
I think that this is gonna be that you're gonna be surprised. Birds by a billion. Yeah, I think this is the week that we click finally on both sides of the ball. I think that we're actually winning at halftime. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna cool. go in with a ten point deficit. Finally, I think that everything would be really funny though. It would be hysterical. I would actually be weirdly confident if we do go in with a ten point lead. I'm gonna be less confident if we have a ten point lead, just because the Eagles are yeah. always expecting the worst. But yes, I think we are going to win. I think it's going to be a solid win. And I think it's going to shut everybody up, and you'll know who the best fucking team on the planet is. There you go. Go birds. You heard it here first. <laughs> go birds. But other than that, remember to buy tickets to our live show in New York City, January 25th at the Green Room 42 in NYC. It's going to be a blast. We need your support. Please buy a bunch of tickets, and we'll see you all there. Follow us on our socials. Subscribe to our YouTube page at Brof Bros Podcast. You got anything else? Fuck the Niners. Fuck the Niners. Bang, bang, bird gang, baby. Go birds. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.